When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. My talkers, we made it through the weekend and luckily we have a nice short week ahead of us, but it's going to be a fun one. And we've got a special guest with us today. It's Brittany Witch. Oh my gosh. She's in the she's in the building. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I feel like I haven't been in my talk in ten years. I got such weird energy right now. I don't know that we've seen you since Project Down and Dirty, the finale. No, I needed a break. Oh, you're such a brat. I said that's enough. After I saw you guys almost oh, humiliated ourselves. one tire. I was cheering for you guys, too. Oh, or we humiliated ourselves oh, I was so, so embarrassed because I was like, Julia, man, I always tell everyone, they're going to win. They're my team. They're going to win. You know how much money I lost that night? A lot. So much. I, that's one thing. Never bet on us, and especially when we're operating heavy machinery. <laughs> especially in those instances. <laughs> All right. Did anyone have, like, Grant, like a cool weekend claim to fame? Well, I had a fun one that I just wanted to give a shout out to a couple friends, Travis and Katrina, two good friends of mine, got married on Saturday night. Oh. T and T and K. Yeah, so good Congrats. for yeah. That, that was a fun time. And then uh, you know what? That's not a claim to fame for me, but that Vikings win was just as, made my weekend just as good as any other weekend. So I'm I, good. especially after so just punked <laughs> us on Friday and made us sing for our Friday sing along like the rouser song for the green bay packers what yeah that we didn't know about so i was glad that was a nice win yes that was, that was nice really to finally win the i saw luck, fat to grow see in the hall and yeah the luck finally came our way which yes, it usually does Packer fans are mad yeah. after the last call at the end of the game <laughs> yeah, so sorry but that's so, it how about you guys you know i went to can can wonderland and if people have oh, never yeah. been there before that whole place is decorated to celebrate the holidays. Oh, it, it is? It's like the bar is all Christmas orna- ornaments and everything. And they've got it. It's just you walk in there and it's completely different. But it's 18 holes of fun, mm-hmm. fun miniature golf with holes that are crazy. I love that place. <clears throat> Every year I go in the win. It's the dead of winter. And yeah. I'm like, I need to pretend I'm outside. It's kind of like... Um, Camp Nickelodeon or Nickelodeon World or whatever, where you feel like you're outside, but, but you're inside. But you're inside, and right. it's like such a break from reality. But I love that place. It's so super fun. Good food, good drinks. Every every one of those holes is designed by an artist too. Yes, yeah. each one individually. When they built that place, they had them submit their plans, and then they let them come in and build them themselves. Yes. So it's not just like your typical. Putt putt. This is a really coolly designed place. No, and what's place. cool is like, okay, so my what's husband. As cool as I want. I was just gonna say that is that you don't have to be. It's so wacky. You don't you have to be good no. at golf. Like my husband's so good at golfing. Yeah. And I kill him at that because he's like, well, technically, it's. I'm like, whatever. There's a rabbit. I had to shoot into its mouth. Right. Like, 
No, it's really, that place is super fun. So just big shout out. And the bartenders were so nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have fun drinks. And they have like, um, what do they have? Like cereal themed milkshakes that are super and good. Booze, and yeah. booze. Yeah, booze yeah. themed milkshakes and cereal. And then on Friday nights, they had karaoke. And it was their first night being back live with it. Oh my gosh, the people were so good. Super, super fun. That is really fun. Yeah, and then a little tennis. A little tennis. A little football. A lot of TV. Yeah. I went to a friend's holiday, friend's, I can't, friend's giving. Yeah, yeah, I nailed it. Kind the of thing. So I've already had the turkey dish. Oh, good. Mm. So jealous. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was good. So jealous. It was very good. What did you bring to the mix? I brought the green bean casserole. Mm-hmm. Did you the best. kill it? Well, duh. Okay. <laughs> uh, and so we played heads up. Do you make you know, that with cream and mushroom? I, you know, all right, so I was reading people like it with cream of asparagus. Interesting. People like it with cream. Cream of mushroom was hard to find at the high V on Saturday. It is. So During the holidays do? especially, it's it a tough It was hard one. to find. Well, because they set up within a store, mm-hmm. pop-up little stores within a store where they have like the Thanksgiving kiosk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to several of those and I finally found the mushroom soup. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I mean, because it was all out on the soup row. It's like so you're gonna have to look around for it and everything. And it's wild to pour that out and the way it comes out. But you know, <laughs> so true. it's so gross looking. It really it's so is. Gross so and gross. it's so good. But it tastes amazing. It's it so really. Good. I know. But you want to know the latest thing Campbell Soup is doing to us? What are they? They doing? want us to be healthy, like healthy request, healthy choice. So everything I couldn't find. I had to look hard, and I walked to the store to find a can of mushroom soup that wasn't 25% less salt. Yeah, or we don't need that. 50% yeah. less not salt. Not on Thanksgiving. Not I on couldn't find just the regular one. I had to actually go to two stores. I couldn't just find a regular can of cream of mushroom soup. There you go. Then you know yours is good. If you put that much effort into it and you found the right I soup, did. You I know had to work good. hard for it. There you go. I had to work hard for it. But then we played heads up, you know, the shred yeah, yeah, game. Yeah. Um, have you guys played that? It's really fun. Have you played that, Grant? No, I'm thinking of Heads Up 7-Up, but I don't think that's the same No, one. it's not the oh. same. You cheat and look at their shoes? Yeah, no. no oh, I have no one. idea what that even is. It's a kid's game. It's a kid's it's game. It's what you do in class when oh, but you have a sub. This is a fun <laughs> game. This is a fun game. I have no idea. I was in, I went to school you know, in the 50s, so I have no clue what you guys are talking about. Um, but this is a game that you put on your phone and you put it, um, it's charades. So you break the room into teams. Yeah, yeah. Fun. And, and it's not you, charades. It's, it's not, not charades. Because they don't act it out. No, they can it. say everything. You want to do as many as possible. And everybody on your team can see the word, but you can't. And you're holding it on your phone. And they can say every word except any word that is in the thing. It could be right, a name. Exactly. It could be a place. It could be a it's like It's like. Opposite of catchphrase. Yes, you're because, right. But you're not the one describing it. They're yeah. describing it to you. Yeah. And you have to guess yes. it. Yes. It's all about getting a lot of them. Because you, yes. you can use any word so yes. it's very funny do you guys have like do you have go-to games like when you have a gathering with people yeah we went really into um was it codes our name code i don't forget the name of it um, is it the little board where you have the detective yes. and the, the assassin yes code names code names we've been really into that lately yep. at the cabin and it's so fun but you and i talked about this we're not exactly i was I called this? sergeant bargini yeah <laughs> I mean, and that's my maiden name. That's the problem. Knows. I was called Sergeant Bargini because I can't stand when people can't make decisions and are. You are, can't stand when people don't follow the rules when no one's. I don't playing. even care about the rules. It's just like focus. We're I, here. Let's do it. My mom is a Beverly is a fire teacher. I grew up with like if you don't follow the rules, get out of the the you know get out of the porch. And my sister's like, Brittany, you're not making the game fun. Like it's fine. I'm like, if you talk during code names, you're out. That's a hint. Get out of here. She's oh. like. Brittany and I'm like I don't care if you're 10 and you're pulling up you gotta know the rules Finn get out of here like 
And that's why nobody wants to play with me. I am thinking <laughs> I've, when people are calling me Sergeant Bergini. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. there's the sergeant again. Yeah. I, I don't know that that was a compliment. <laughs> just, just. Saying. I would like it because I'm like you with games, so yeah. I would like it. But I could see how some people wouldn't take it that way. But th- you're right. We're here to play the game. Let's focus. Let's stop the chatter. Let's move on. <laughs> my, my brother, my brother got me a shirt because when they were up at the cabin, my brothers this summer, I had like a game of catchphrase on the, the unit, you know, the like machine one yeah. in my pocket and the light kept beeping going off when I'd bend over and then yeah. I had another two games and I'm like, let's go play pickleball. He got me a shirt that said Game Warden. <laughs> oh my God, you are the worst. Because I thought like... You, you're I, formally the worst. I love to game. I mean, let's do stuff. I know. But you know, when cheating. people can't make decisions, it just drives me crazy. I know. You'd be so fun to vacay with. I, you Actually, know. I'd be on your level because I'm the same way. And I love to be busy. And I love like I, I love when somebody forces everyone's hand. Like, what are we doing? What are we going? Why right. are you talking? Let's make a decision. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I cannot. Like, oh. It's, you it's, know what's nice? You're not alone. I like when I have somebody else who's like, you're kind of next level. So I get to look, you know, easygoing and carefree while somebody is next leveling it. Okay. I don't know. You have two shirts. People want to make you (laughs) that you are Sergeant Bergini and Game Warden. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) All right. Fine. Fine. All right. Fine. I'm a taskmaster. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I really if anyone watched the Janet Jackson documentary and wants to weigh in, I would so appreciate it because my two little co-hosts here didn't bother to watch it. Uh, <laughs> 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. This is the new Janet, um, um, Justin Timberlake and Adele compilation <laughs> that Grant is mixing for us. Hey, um, happy happy Thanksgiving week to everybody. I know everybody is so happy because we have three work, work days and it's just Makes you so happy unless you're in banking and you have to work Friday. And I'm speaking about one of my children. Um, okay. So the Janet Jackson documentary landed on FX Friday night on Hulu Saturday. And it's called Malfunction, the Dressing Down of Janet Jackson. And it was done by the two women who did the freeing, freeing Britney, Britney for the New York Times. Okay. And the documentary, I'm just going to, Grant's going to play just a quick little thing about the setup for it. And then I'm going to give you the takeaways. And again, if anyone wants to weigh in 651-641-1071, there might even be a special prize for you. We'll, we'll see. But I do have some today. All right. So uh, grab, give us the setup. The game is starting and we are having our talent people coming in and giving us updates because Justin Timberlake had flown out to Los Angeles and flew back in on Sunday back to Texas. I believe he landed about 20 minutes before the halftime show started. We were literally having a police escort waiting for him at the airport so he can arrive in time for the halftime show. I remember speaking with him. Are you all set? Do you have any questions? There was a request for him to go in to speak to Janet, her stylist. We as the producers didn't, we weren't in the room. Nobody was in the room. There was a small conversation that lasted minutes uh, in her dressing room. Justin came out, everyone went off to get in their ready star positions. If the culture wars could have a 9-11, it's February 1st, 2004. 
the term wardrobe malfunction has been burned into our cultural consciousness. Someone thought this would be a good idea, and it backfired. It sure seemed like they were trying to diminish Janet's career. Her career gets put on ice, and Justin is rewarded. There was no equality of punishment. All right, so that really is. Yay. And I'm sorry that no one wants to call in and get all the free goodies that a, I have today. Tell us about it. Okay, so here's the thing. Yeah. You know, everyone I everyone has a different memory of it. I remember as a broadcaster, which I will call ourselves at the time, how it changed our jobs because um, the build-up to the Super Bowl, it kind of, the way the documentary works is it tells the life story of Janet Jackson and all the fat shaming. You know, she was a TV star. She was on Good Times. Mm-hmm. She was on another, um, at the Fresh Prince, I think, or something, or what else was she on? She was on something, but she, she had an acting career before she was a singer, really. Okay. And so she got her first, um, record deal when she was 14. And she was always fat, 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 fat shamed. And so when she started coming into her own, she was all about body positivity and Mm -hmm. everything. And she had sexy moves and she was really sexy in her album covers and her videos. And um, so she gets this, you know, gig and for the halftime show. And here's the entertainment. It's Janet Jackson. It's Justin Timberlake was a surprise guest. No one knew about P. Diddy, Nelly, Kid Rock, and Jessica Simpson did a little pre-stuff, but she didn't really perform. So at the time, this is when people were putting labels over the albums that were being sold at Walmart for dirty language. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the parents, kids against foul language and stuff was up coming up big in the um, late 90s and mid 90s. And everyone is freaked out about profanity and music yeah. and the words and everything. So there's all this stuff happening just in the everyday culture. And so the NFL, the CBS, um, and MTV, they were getting a lot of pressure from everybody that this needs to be clean. This needs to be clean, fun, halftime show. They yeah. didn't want it to be outrageous or anything. And they thought that they had checked everything, dotted the T's and crossed the I's or T's and I's. Nope, nailed it. And so... Um, what happened is Janet Jackson and Justin were supposed to do this thing. I'll have her naked by the end of the song. And she, they were going to like rip off this skirt and she was going to have a bodysuit underneath. Well, that didn't work. So they canned it. But Janet Jackson and her costumer at the mm-hmm. time decided they still wanted to do something, but didn't tell the director of the halftime show or the head of MTV at the time. Yeah. Or anybody what was going on. Yeah. But Justin Timberlake did know, and he, she was she got a, a sunflower. He knew she got a sunflower nipple ring. Yeah, but the bra or like that a he cover? was yeah yeah cover, and then she was wearing this bra that he was supposed to just rip off the first layer. Well, yeah. it malfunctioned and it all ripped off. Yeah, and suddenly at the end of the song, she looks down and sees her naked breasts. Yeah, and starts crying and runs off. Yeah, you know they hold the applause and then they just leave. Well, she did not stay. She jutted off. No one could get a hold of her. Yeah. And so the director, the head of MTV, didn't. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... 
That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. They thought the show was great. They didn't know anything wrong happened until their phone started to ring. Yeah. So the people in the control booth are, what the hell just happened, blah, blah, blah. And she's trying to get a hold of Janet, and no one could get a hold of her. So Justin apologizes and said, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. But Janet flew back to L.A. and no one could get a hold of her and she didn't apologize till the next day. Mm-hmm. And Les Moonves, who was in charge of CB at the, at the time, was furious, absolutely furious. So Janet apologizes, but it wasn't good enough for him. And then the Grammys were on CBS the following week and Justin just apologized enough and cried and went to Les Moonves and agreed to apologize on the Grammys. Yeah. So he got to perform and he won a Grammy. So kind of just what this story is, what happened from there, how Janet Jackson, it was her idea. Yeah. And he agreed to it. But yeah, there he was, knew. But it was an accident what happened. The the layer, the extra layer came yes. off. It wasn't supposed to be straight no. up boob. So it was an accident, but the shaming of her. It was wild. And I listened, you know, and they go back and they do all the late night shows and the cutouts and they yeah. Kid Rock was doing something and... And in one of his stand-up special, we don't need to see no middle-aged, bitty, booty, booby thingy, you know? Why am yeah. I seeing? Because she's 37 years old, and so they're shaming her over the age of her breasts. There, people are going crazy that this would be on national TV. There's a, a new bill that's introduced in Congress in 2004 that gets passed in 2006 that the fine is not enough for broadcasters to really feel it. So they increase the fine, like, 24-fold from, yeah. like, $20,000 to like $250,000 to half a million. CBS was fined a half a million dollars, but they kept fighting it and fighting it. One point, Les Moonves has the CBS legal team find out if Janet Jackson could would have to pay for the fine. He wanted her to pay for it. What? Yeah. What so they coming? fought it, went all the way to Supreme Court, and they never had to pay it. But it's just the fallout and the shaming that yeah. went on for her. So his career, skyrocketed. Justin, skyrocketed. Yeah. And, and he was involved. He did apologize but he didn't, what I think, what I realize is he didn't stand up enough for Janet Jackson. Yeah. Like, why is she getting all this crap? We were in this together. Yeah. So he really, and then he actually even got invited back to the Super Bowl again to perform when it was here in Minnesota. I know, yeah. And she's banned from everything. So it's it's a very interesting story about the history, the culture of the time. And now body positivity is everything yeah, when, nobody would care. No one would care now, but back then it was just everything. So anyway, it's a Thank very you, Julia for doing your homework. It's a good, it's a good documentary. It's it was a historical moment that changed a lot of things. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, I don't know, we have traffic and, and something else. Hey gang, happy Monday. Happy Monday of Thanksgiving week. Um, okay, so here we were talking about Malfunction, the dressing down of Janet Jackson, the new um, New York Times documentary. About basically Nipplegate, 2002, the halftime show at the um, Super Bowl, and all everything that changed as a result of that 916th of a second, which is what it was that we saw the nipple. Um, it was really powerful, but one of the cool things about it, and I know we've got Kari on the phone who wants to weigh in, is that at the end of the documentary, we didn't get a, any statements from Janet, we didn't get any statements from Justin. Um, Les Moonves didn't say anything, but at the end of it, now we're talking 14 years later, 15, I don't know, whatever the math is. Les Moonves is out of CBS yeah. because he had nine, six different women yeah, yeah, creep. who 
um, said that he made sexual advances on him. Yeah. And we had my, Mr. Powell, who was on the board of the FCC, who said today the reaction was so way overblown. That's, so that's, hindsight. I mean, yeah, right. I so, mean, she, I hope she feels a little vindicated. I hope so. So here's Kari. Kari, what did you think of the Janet Jackson documentary? Hey, guys. Hi. Um, long time listener, first time caller. Well, wow. <laughs> well, it's our lucky day. Yes. Hey, so I think you nailed it. Um, at least said in the documentary that she was the least of their worries based on the other talent that was performing. Right. So, you, you know, once you hear the story and then you see her reaction, you can totally tell that it was it was a mistake. Right. Um, I think it's super unfortunate, though, that she just vanished and that she didn't apologize. And I think that just added fuel to the fire. She was gone for, I think, weeks before she actually finally said something. Was it that long? You know, then right away they showed Justin, and he's, you know, saying, oh, that was really fun. I'm so lucky to to work with one of my icons. And he doesn't even recognize the fact that something embarrassing just happened. So, Mm -hmm. you know, here's my other commentary. I, I worshipped Janet Jackson when I was in my 20s, and I'm 57 right now. So I just... I was just glowing seeing all of the accomplishments that she's had. And I felt really good that she has been vindicated because what, what a boy, she was not dealt a a fair hand at all. Right. They really, you know, and and the other thing is that, um, you know, Justin Timberlake, when he came on the scene with Jimmy Fallon, I thought he was so cool. I just thought he was, you know, the cutest thing that, you know, it was such a fun program. And here, here's an example of a guy that really was giving, um, he, he was given so many accolades in his career for being, you know, the fun guy because he yeah. got to keep on going on. He got the opportunity on Jimmy Fallon. And then, then the Britney thing happens and he didn't stand up for her. And then he didn't stand up for Jack, for Janet. And then he makes some lame apology for the Britney thing. I know. And, you know, and he hasn't really said anything about this. I, I just think he's, in my opinion, uh, I don't like the guy anymore. Well, all right. So he did. He did. Um, he has apologized for the Janet Jackson thing. Uh, in one, the same statement that he did the B Spears, he, he apologized to Janet on the Note app. He By did. the way, a lot of thought put into it. I use the note app when I'm waiting for the bus, so I okay. get it. You're JT. so, you're such a And bad. I'm not saying he's a bad, I'm so with you. Is it Carrie? Yes, it's Carrie. Okay, cool. I'm sorry that Julia keeps calling you Cara. Oh, just be um, quiet. I'm going to call her Samantha next. Um, so, okay, I agree with you that, like, there's, what I get annoyed, I don't think Justin Timberlake is a bad person. At all. I think he was a product of the time we grew up in, of, like, the good old boys hidden as a fun boy. It's annoying. I don't want it. Get out of here. Like, we've all met those people that have that kind of golden boy kind of attraction. And it's annoying that they're given so much. I think acknowledging that coming out, if he was so quick to say, I'm sorry about Nipplegate, why can't why can't he do more now? Why can't he acknowledge, you know, where where he came from and some of that stuff? Like, it's annoying. He's annoying to me now. You're right. All the things that I thought were cute and funny, I found now now grating. So I'm with you, Carrie. And it was. Thanks, Carrie, for calling in. And we'll put little treat to, in the mail to you. Um, who's our Thank next? You. Thank you for calling in. That was fun. Who's our next caller, sweetie? I cannot see. Terry. Terry. Terry, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. I got to say, long-time listener, first-time caller. Oh, well. It is our lucky day today. Thank you for calling. Oh, no, my lucky day. It's my birthday today. Happy uh, birthday! You and Alexa have the same birthday. 
Yes, so, we do. So, I was I was excited to hear that. Yeah, Here you go, Terry. Go, Terry. It's, it's your birthday. birthday. Gonna party like it's, it's your birthday. birthday. Gonna sip a coffee like it's, it's your birthday. birthday. What? Made my day. Thank you. Oh wow! I'm gonna have like four Lacroix for you. <laughs> so I'm going to the melting pot for dinner tonight. Mm. Oh, yum! Nice cocktail. Yeah, oh, that sounds queen. lovely. Okay, so what did so you think about this? Oh, I thought it was well done. Um, I agree with Carrie that. Justin Timberlake has lost a lot of respect in my eyes now. I was crying just reliving it for Janet, and I hope to heck she comes back on tour and, and being that she's been vindicated now. Come on, she's got to come back on the circuit. I love her still to this day, and I'm 55. Yes. <laughs> it's a shame the younger kids don't know her music now. It's so good. You know what I mean? She's... They don't play it. They don't play her as any anywhere so right. it's really a shame that they don't have that that nostalgia of her but they know michael jackson they don't know janet as well yeah well maybe there will be more i mean thank you for calling terry and seriously happy birthday you know the thing about about jt justin is um i loved him i know like i loved in sync and i loved his solo career and i like loved him and you know he loved janet NSYNC was the warm-up band for Janet Jackson's tours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he loved Janet. Remember they had a quick little fling there, too? Um, I just think the way men treated women during this point, and a black woman. And it was very normalized. Yeah, it was. The way that we praised men, especially kind of the golden boy-esque, it it was was normalized. They showed this horrible interview when Janet Jackson went on with David Letterman, and all they wanted to talk about was her boob. Yeah, yeah. And she's, like, trying to move past it and talk about her new album. And he, you know, it made me think, God, you're kind of a dirty old man, and I loved Letterman. But just the jabbing and the jabbing, and no one would let it go. yeah. Why does America hate nipples so much? I, I don't know. We invented <laughs> nipple question. enhancers. <laughs> I mean, we all have, we literally all have them. So it's definitely not anyone's first time seeing one when it showed on camera. Like, so I'm a it was, little confused. It was, it was just everything about the time. And it was so funny because that was the least person. They were all worried about Kid Rock. They were worried about Nelly. Yeah. They were worried about Puff Daddy, not Janet. And so that was, a, but she did disappear. I know. And she mm-hmm. did disappear. And if she would have just said, oh my gosh, that it was such, you know, she just freaked out. It just it's so wild too cuz now it's like I mean performers we see it all and, and we love it all and we're you know and and I do have to say I do believe and you can I I know that I have a different point of view and because I'm not very conservative but this has to be the vocal minority that made such a big deal about it because I think most people were like that was weird let me have more nachos, live my life. Like I, and I have to have that mindset because I don't, I, the idea of getting worked up yeah, over one boob. Yeah. Not even two. I don't know. But it was a two. personal vendetta for Les Moonves. Totally. To make sure I she... mean, and then, you know, it, you got to do the long game. Look at where he's at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> true. <laughs> it's, it's so true. And it's, it's, um, I'm reading the Katie Couric book and she's talking about how Les Moonves, you know, wooed her to come to the CBS. CBS Evening News. And then just, oh my gosh, that book is great, by the way. I know Jason's finished it and talked about it, but that is a great book. All of her stories are so good. And you can make why she made her decisions to then do a talk show yeah. and how CBS was horrible for her and how they treated her and 
all this stuff. It's it's very interesting listening to how a woman was treated versus a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Brian Williams heads up the news and they're like, congratulations. They don't spend 10 minutes on if his shirt was buttoned or not, if his tie was tied right, if yeah. his blazer Ooh. was down. I mean, they spent so much time critiquing Katie Couric on where she stood, what she wore, if it was too flirty, if it was the wrong color. Was it not a power suit? Was it just a woman's bitch power suit? Was it this? Was it that? I mean, yeah. just mm-hmm. women, the way women have been treated. Yeah. And so anyway, in a black oh, yeah. woman with Janet Jackson's, it was just horrible. So anyway, it's a very eye-opening documentary. And well, J- thanks for watching. Like, I mean, I definitely, I want to watch it very badly. And you I should. think that, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I, I just, the Britney Spears stuff made me so irate about the way I grew up and the way, you know, you, you see, you were seen and your the scope, the way you felt about it. I remember thinking like, and I loved B Spears and I loved Janet Jackson being like, they are naughty. You know what I mean? Like there was a time and I like, 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 and I hate myself for like that, but like, that's the way we grew up. That's, that was the, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? The whole world. And you look back at this and you go, what the? And I, I know it. I, I rate stop with Janet Jackson in the halftime show when Janet and Justin were dancing was so awesome. It was yeah, so it was good. good. It was so fun to rewatch that because yeah. it was so awesome. Kid Rock wanted to wear an American flag. They said, no, you can't. He wore one. You know, <laughs> nothing said about it. You yeah. know, of course he's so there, all these other people were breaking the rules. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So it, it's very it's a very good thing and it's on Hulu, which plays too many damn commercials. Well, you tell them, Hulu. They do have a commercial Granted, free. I'm getting it for free from Lori's account. <laughs> no, you don't and, have to say that. Out well, I'm just being honest, and it's going away because Lori got a new cell phone plan. Aww. So I only have like a week left, but man, they play commercials. I know, you give me such a hard time. You go, will you watch this? I go, I don't have Hulu. You're like, fine. <laughs> and here I know that you are not going to have Hulu suit. Like, I'll pay. Okay, sure. <laughs> Throw out the extra five a month for the no commercials. It'll change your life. I'm currently paying so. for Peacock, and I'm telling you guys, it's my favorite right now. My favorite All right, streaming. that's good to know. That's good to know. Because I can watch all the old Real Housewives. She is such an addict. And do you notice how their commercials are only one minute long? I, oh, I love it. And it's really, it's about three or four times an episode, and it's only one minute right. long. Peacock it's very does bearable. That too. They said we'll be back in like 40 seconds, and then I'm like, Ugh. That's bearable, though, compared to like sometimes with yeah, the Hulu, you get two, three, four minutes. Yeah. yeah, I know. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to take a break, guys. And now, do we do we have time to do a deep dive here, or should we wait? Of course. Yeah. I'll do whatever you no, want. Well, You're in charge. Let's just see how we do. Let's just see how we I'm do. Kinda, what does that even mean? I'm scared of the topic. You're always scared of the deep dive. I'm so because shocked. Could it just be Mondays? I mean, remember her deep dives? We had like pumpkin. And we had, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. No, no, we had another one like chicken. Like, so I'm afraid, Brittany. Yeah, you should be. We have get two ready people for... listening. They just called in. Carrie, Carrie, get ready for the deep dive. It's next. My Talk 1071. You know, we are going to be um, a week from tomorrow then at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. Really? I live like 10 minutes away. Yes. And so, Can I go? Will you sign something of mine? Oh, I don't know. Will you sign my skin? I won't say where, but will you sign my skin? We'll, we'll see. Whoa. Okay. What time is it? Time. Lori and Julia. And this always makes me anxious when Brittany does it. But we'll see what crazy thing. The look on her face is like, oh, girl, you have no idea. So I'm going to tell you right now. I initiated a bibliography because I got to start citing my resources. Um, History Channel is where I got this. Are you excited for that? Beyond. I can't even tell you. I was going to do Thanksgiving and I thought, nah. 
We all know how it started. We all know how that started. It's controversial. It's very controversial. <laughs> Let's stay away from the pilgrims. You're welcome. So uh, I did something that you and I and Grant can all appreciate. Let's talk about Black Friday. Ooh, oh, all right. All right. How, you're a little less nervous. I am a little less nervous. So here's the thing. The first recorded use of the term Black Friday was applied to not post-Thanksgiving, but to the financial crisis, specifically when the market crashed September 23rd in 1869. We had um, a big sale on everything because everything was bankrupt. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And that was the first time they called anything Black Friday. Okay. So 1869. It, yep. Write that down. Okay. That you will be tested. I'm ready to I know you are. This Just is how I learned. <laughs> so... What was wild, what is wild about the origins of Black Friday is it's evolved. It actually started as something else, and then they didn't like how it was coined to that, so they transitioned it, and I'll explain. So the real history behind Black Friday, however, it's not that sunny retailers may have you believe now. Back in 1950s, police in the city of Philadelphia used the term to describe the chaos that ensued on the day after Thanksgiving when hordes of suburban shoppers and tourists flooded into the city in advance of the big Army-Navy football game that was held on Saturday every year. So not only would the Philly cops not be able to take the day off, but they would have to work extra long shifts during the, in the additional crowds and traffic. Shoplifters would also take advantage, and it would just be a hot mess. So that's why they always called that Black Friday. Well, in 1961, Black Friday caught on as Philadelphia to the extent that the city's merchants and boosters tried unsuccessfully to change it to Big Friday. But the term Black Friday had already stuck, and they're like, that's not going to change. That's happening. It's a thing. Um, this is when they tried to switch it. So what you're going to hear now, and because people, people unlike me, would probably just Google this and go, oh, now it makes sense. Because it's okay. like, you know the terms being a company being in the red? Yes. means they're losing money, yes. and being in the black means they're gaining money. Yes. So if you just on surface level and aren't somebody who stays up till 2 a.m. doing deep dives, you would see... Are you th- complaining about your job? Kind of. <laughs> I, they're billable hours. It's fine. Um, so you would see that initially they try to convey it that all year companies are in the red and they make up for it for being going in the black on Black Friday. But it's not. The original thing was this Philadelphia thing. But since it was such an insane day that, like, they wanted to now step away from that. Um, what's wild now is that it's stuck to the point that, like, most people, unless, like, unless you go into, like, like I said, the deep dive, you won't know that it's actually because of this Philadelphia thing. Okay. So, 
Now we're talking about discounted merchants and all this stuff. The story stuck. Pretty sure the term is darker roots. There's all these other myths of what it's called, but this is actually it. The one day sale has now morphed, as you know, into a four day event mm-hmm. and a small business Saturday and Sunday. What do we got Monday? Do you remember? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, Electronic Day or something. Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the stores have started opening even as early as Thanksgiving morning, even though I looked but up a bunch. People have stopped doing that. Yes. Um, Thank goodness. So you're asking, Brittany, what do people buy on Black Friday? What oh, are the number oh, one? Oh. What should I buy? What shouldn't I buy? Oh. Oh, oh wait. Brittany, yeah. What should I buy on Black Friday? Oh, yeah, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I'm so, you know, I'm so glad you asked. Should I buy an iPad? Should you I buy should. An Amazon Fire Stick. You should. Electronics are a big one. Computers, laptops, and tablets, huge ones. Small appliances. Can I get a PS Five? I'm so glad you asked that as well because what they say not to buy on Black Friday okay. are game systems. Okay. Um, the newest Xbox and Playstations are still hard to come by and won't get discounted this season. So don't look for the the game systems. Not this season. Sometimes, yes, but not this season. What about sporting gear? Um, they say clothing to not buy. You'll find clothing deals aplenty on Black Friday, but these deals are often offered on specific items rather than across the board. So they say most of the time the clothes aren't discounted enough and not specifically what you want. To be honest, as somebody who may or may not dabble in buying clothes all year round, all the time, always. Mm-hmm. Um, your best, your best, uh, like game plan would always be buying off season. Absolutely. I mean, that's kind of a no brain. Yeah, it is. I mean, unless it's something that you know is going to never be around, like right. ever again, and it's such a hot item, you want it. Or if you're not, if you're feeling a little down, you should buy whatever you want all the time. Always. You know what? I love that. You know, just. A, if you're feeling a little done, if you could afford it. Yeah, totally. Um, or like, add it to the Xmas list. Um, or the holiday list. Yep. The cheapest doorbuster, don't, don't buy this. The cheapest doorbuster 4K TV you see, do not buy that. Because retailers work hard to make you want to buy that dirt cheap doorbuster TV by placing it front and center in their Black Friday ads. But that TV is not your smartest buy. For one thing, it sells out in minutes. For another, it's likely a cheap derivative model that will glitch and require replacing within a couple of years. I fell victim to that. Did you? Oh, Did yeah. you? Did oh, you? Yeah. I've never fallen victim to this stuff. Oh, I bought a thought what I thought was a great deal for a great TV on Black Friday when I got my first house, and I've already I, I replaced it within a year and a half because it went to it went to, uh, it fritz. It, it, yeah, it basically all the colors went out, and it was just a dark TV. Oh, nice. <laughs> so we call that the Grant Rule: don't buy the cheap. Right. TV. Don't buy the cheap TV that all looks right. like a deal. Good to know. Um, Good to know that. Well, I'm trying to think of, you know, and there's so many local retailers with yeah. great deals. Well, that small business Saturday. Saturday um, American Express got us into that one. Yeah. Initially. I, and they actually have really good deals. I used to work at a little shoe store um, that's just local around here. Right. And we discount things like crazy. Right. Um, how many million people shop on Black Friday? How many? 186.4 million people were you one of those people who would get up and go i i remember um okay so a girlfriend of mine tracy we both had boys and so we had no one to do black friday shopping with yeah and i'm always almost always in montana over the holidays always and um i was home and so we went to the mall of america very early was super fun. I think it's it when, would be. when you know the store that you have the person Bendel was there and you oh, know Henry Bendel and they would discount their candles that were so gorgeous to like I know. you know reasonable prices and I loved shopping 
the Mall of America early. I've never done that. I would a thousand percent do it. It does sound fun. It was Actually, fun. waking up early to do things that are unique like that kind of are my jam. It's a really fun experience. One time they had opened a fit the first time they opened a finish line at Mall of America. I was still in high school. They gave the first hundred people a free pair of tennis shoes, and me and my friend went at like four in the morning, and we got a pair. I had the most fun ever. We like became BFFs with everybody in line. Right. It's there just was something about it that was just so out of the normal. It's still dark outside. Yeah. Here we are shopping. What's wrong and you with feel us? like a warrior. Yeah, like, you do. You put on war paint. You <laughs> like hype yourself up in um, a mirror. Um, so how many billion in sales do you, the 2020 have on Black Friday? That's a weird year. It was a weird year, but I bet we still racked it. How many billion? I can't. I can't. Fine, nine, because I feel like you're going to go too hard. I, I, was, I, I was going to, so thank you for telling me, because I was going to say 100 <laughs> Most customers expect to spend $430 on average this Black Friday for 2021. How are you guys feeling this year about the holidays? I mean, are you into, you know, thinking big gifts or thinking... Um, I'm into experiences. I love that experience thing, but I feel like this year I'm not going to be doing any right. experiences. But the experience thing that my kids want is expensive. Mm. What do they want? Well, I want to take them on a ski trip. But, That'd be fun. But that, but that would be fun. But amazing. Bozeman just, no, but Bozeman's price just goes up so oh, high. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to do something like that. That would be fun. That's what I think I'm going to do. I like Cause that. Because they just want, I just would prefer because it's a chance I get to spend time with them. And they're not going to spend the money like that to do that for themselves. Right. So it's a double whammy Ooh, there. Right. A really good present is the uh, Children's Theater is doing the um, uh, Diary was- of a Wimpy Kid oh, the- musical again. And that's what I'm doing for my nephews. And but so. it's not out yet. No, but it comes out in, in the May. summer. Yeah, oh, so yeah, yeah. That's a, a great idea. All yeah. right.